0: Eccentricity, a podcast about the eccentricities of language and identity. This is a special eccentricity episode which I made with two other linguists, Holly Dan and Rob Drummond, who I work with on the Manchester Voices Research Project. Last year, as part of Manchester Voices, we ran a podcasting course in competition for secondary schools in Greater Manchester, in order to get school kids thinking and talking about accents, dialects and identity. We called the project Talking About Voices. This episode contains the winning entries. They're spectacular, and I hope you enjoy listening to them as much as we did.
1: Hi, I'm Rob Drummond.
0: I'm Holly Dunn. And I'm Sadie Ryan. The three of us work together on the Manchester Voices
1: project. Manchester Voices is a research project based at Manchester Metropolitan University, and it explores the rich tapestry of accents, dialects, and identities that make up Greater Manchester. We're exploring how people speak in Greater Manchester and how that differs across the region. But we're also exploring language attitudes and ideologies, how people feel about their language and the language of others.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic caused some difficulties for us, as it did for everyone. We had plans to be out and about around Greater Manchester, speaking to lots of people and gathering their thoughts and ideas about language and identity. But COVID meant that a lot of those plans had to be postponed. While we were waiting till it was safe to be outside again, we thought about other ways to gather people's thoughts and ideas. One of the things we did was to create an online podcasting course and competition called Talking About Voices, open to secondary schools and sixth form colleges in Greater Manchester. The course first teaches pupils about accents, dialects and identity, and then teaches them how to record and edit a podcast. At the end of the course, pupils were invited to make their own podcast episodes about how language and identity interact in their lives and to send them to us.
1: We had a brilliant time listening to the submissions, which were varied, interesting, insightful and creative. We want to say a massive thank you to all of the pupils who sent us an episode and all of the teachers who supported them. They're going to help us to understand language and identity in Greater Manchester from the perspective of the younger generation. And we're really grateful for your help with the research.
0: We've also chosen two podcast episodes as joint winners of our Talking About Voices competition. These were episodes that stood out to us as being particularly excellent and we'll be playing you some excerpts from them in just a minute. If you're listening to this and thinking it's a shame that your school didn't take part, it's not too late because schools can sign up for Talking About Voices round two. If you're a teacher, just email manchester.voices at mmu.ac.uk for more information about how to get involved. If you're a pupil or you have a young person in your life who would love this, Tell a teacher about it and encourage them to contact us. Now on to the winning entries. First up, we have You Can't Say That Right Now by Anisa from Wally Range High School. Anissa was in year 10 at the time of making this, and she used her podcast episode as an opportunity to explore the different aspects of her identity and how the way she speaks relates to these different aspects. It's thoughtful, clever, funny, honest and well-researched, and we were really impressed by the depth and perceptiveness of Anissa's exploration. Here's some of our episodes.
2: Hello and welcome to the first episode of You Can't Say That Right Now. It's lengthy. It's. I know, it's a working title. I want to start off with my story and how I grew up, you know, because I was brought up in an area with like it was a very culturally diverse area so I was exposed to many backgrounds like the people from the Caribbean and people from Somalia people from Eastern Africa so I was I was very used to the idea and the concept of people from all over the world and stuff so I genuinely saw it as normal and And I didn't think of anything else of it, you know, like I just thought, oh, there are people from different countries and, you know, they speak different languages, different cultures and stuff. But I really wasn't aware of the concept of accents, you know, because unless it was like really distinct and in front of me, I just never thought of it. It wasn't like important to me. That was until year four when I was nine, I think. And there's this one time I was an avid book reader and I asked this person, oh, can I have the book? after you and I said it in a way that really like it it didn't annoy the person but they had to point it out and say you say words weird and he pointed out and said you don't say after you say after like a Londoner and I was just like it was I don't know it was sort of like a weird experience because I never noticed it and now that he had pointed it out I couldn't stop noticing it because now i was just aware i was just like trying to change the way i was sounding after that and i got more of that once i got into high school because now everybody knows all about accents and languages and stuff and in high school people wouldn't make fun of it but they just really they i'm not even sure anymore like did they like the accent or were they just like making fun of it we will never know but they would ask me to say words that would typically sound Different if you're from the south of England, and well, they got me to say bath a lot after barnyard, anything that has like a really long consonant with an a or something like r sounds and stuff. And I, I eventually got annoyed. I got annoyed real quick. I started I started purposely changing the way I said them. I wouldn't say bath. I would say bath, just to annoy them. You know, like we like, I say it the exact same way as you. I have a very conflicted relationship with my language, my mo- uh, mother tongue, so but it's always been a hard topic for me because you know I didn't really speak my mother tongue, which is Swahili, I, until I went on holiday, and everyone else was speaking Swahili, and I was the only one speaking English, and I was very upset. I would get angry because why? Why was? Why did nobody teach me this? And. Well, I started trying to openly, like, ask questions on what does that mean? And, oh, can you say that again? Because I wanted to be a part of that because I just felt more of an outsider because everybody would be speaking fluently and I would just be the odd one out. And I think with all of my siblings, we had just talked English with each other. We went to school. We spoke English. We could understand what was being said to us well we couldn't really respond we just respond back in like english and you know you have foods that are that that are that have names in your language and you know them by that but that's pretty much it that's all i knew them by that's all i knew and i was always trying to find that bridge of of wanting to connect with my family and just the people i really wanted to get closer to But I really couldn't and I would shy away and and stay quiet because I was afraid of error because when you do make errors you either get not shamed for it but like it gets embarrassing because they'd they'd start laughing and they'd start speaking in Swahili and I wouldn't understand what they were saying and it would just make me cringe more so whenever I go back to my home country I would just be quiet and people would be like why are you so quiet why don't you speak more it's not the fact that I can't speak it because I have learned to speak my to speak my language but I'm just that afraid of making mistakes that I just don't speak at all it's always that barrier of language that always gets stuck in between me trying to be like my parents and stuff and I think that's the issue and the discomfort that most children from immigrants have that they don't always they're not always able to connect with their parents and because of the language barrier and stuff my accent is it's a complex issue that i sound too mancunian sometimes too londoner sometimes if that's word i think (laughs) or i don't sound the way i should but you no know, and people say oh you can get more advantages in life because you have what would what would typically be seen as a white voice but i d- i don't i don't think so but you know because you can't sound like a race you get me i'm doing quotation marks if you didn't know but yeah i think people need to come to terms that this is my voice Not your voice. So if you've got a problem with my voice, I don't know, go to therapy or something.
0: That was You Can't Say That Right Now by Anissa from Wally Range High School. Our other winning episodes comes from Wael and Omar from Charlton High School. They were in year eight when they took part in Talking About Voices, and they made a brilliant podcast episode about their experiences of arriving in Manchester and learning to speak English. We found it funny, touching, clever, and brilliantly creative. Their episode included interviews, scripted sections, and even their own rap tracks, which we'll play you some of just now. Yeah, yeah, I feel blocked like a lock, not a beam, understood it is a bit of a shock, not a single person helping me. They don't see how funny I can be My mom was always there Being with her was like being home everywhere Being between two in universe one feeling good and the other was worse My confidence made me feel like a bro, And now in school we call me electro I'm the Einstein of English The only thing I did is not being selfish I know English and I feel blessed Teachers always push me, me to the best Engineer is my duty With English it's becoming a reality Thank you for listening And now I'm gonna pass
2: it to all my one, two, one, let's go Your turn Let's go I felt bomb, I felt sad Obi will just treat me bad I'm beginning this trap, feeling like I'm in trap Because I tried to say hello, but my English is too slow I know the world in my head, but from my tongue it's dead I didn't let it beat me, because it was my duty I practice every day until I speak it my way People need to talk with some respect, not step on people like an insect We want community, let's come together in unity
1: We absolutely loved the winning episodes, but of course there were some other brilliant entries too, and we're going to play you out with a compilation of some of our favourites. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to all of the amazing pupils and teachers who took part in round one. Thanks also to the Arts and Humanities Research Council who fund the Manchester Voices Project. Remember that you can sign up for round two of Talking About Voices by emailing manchester.voices at mmu.ac.uk
0: you can also find out more about Manchester Voices and take part in other parts of the project by going to our website manchestervoices.org. Here's our compilation of the runners up.
2: I am now and I am NOT.
1: Coincidentally, we both have identical names.
2: You can't see us either, so how can you differentiate between us? Well, you do have our voices and tones, furthermore, you can identify us by our accents and dialects. What
0: is bilingualism, Izan? So, it's when you speak two or less languages, so, like, English and Urdu, like, many other ideas. That's what is bilingualism. English, French, English, Ukrainian, whatever. Do you know any Polish by chance? Yes, a lot. How do you say hello? Test. 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 Yeah.
2: Brilliant. To all my Polish fans out there, test.
0: So, why do you think people discriminated you for your language? Do you think it's just because they wanted to get a laugh, or...? Or maybe they're just jealous of me. <laughs> what, so you think people discriminate because they're jealous?
2: Yeah, because they probably can't even
1: speak to your language. I would say consuming popular culture is definitely like one of the main ways that language changes. So slang will come and go through that, and I mean it's cruel or not. But... Some things will come back, I think. Yeah. I think that's
2: quite possible, like fashion. Slang words are like fashion. Spoken fashion. Are you multilingual or bilingual? Multilingual. What, I speak six languages. What, what ling- languages do
0: you speak? I speak German, Dutch, Spanish, English, Punjabi, and Urdu. What do you think of people who can speak more than one language? I think
2: that they've got a good future ahead of them because they're skilled in different languages and. They just got everything that they need if they go to a different country and for jobs that need more than one language. And some people don't speak English, who, you might know their language, so you could speak to them and help them out.
0: So I can speak English, French, Spanish, Urdu, Punjabi, Hindi, and Korean. Wow, you're very, very, very gifted. Yes, I am. Man's bilingual. I speak two languages English, Hai,
2: and then Kiddish. How do you say goodbye? Uh, Papa. Are you sure? Alright. Narasha. Narasha? Yeah. Now I'm gonna end this off. I love you. Narasha.